Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Check, check, check. What's going on, you guys? This thing working? Is it on even? I know I had to dust it off. It has been a hot minute since the last episode. I guess in about a week, it'll have been three months since the last episode. It was way back in August. And I apologize like that for you guys. I mean, that's on me. Um, life's been super busy. And, you know, this was kind of the easiest thing in that all of the things that I was juggling to drop. And, you know, honestly, it's also one of those things where it's like, um, well, things are just getting tight. YouTube was tight. My store was tight. um, A whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, this was the one thing that didn't have any really source of making any money. And um, it's not a reason that I did it. I wasn't doing it for money, but because it wasn't and other things were tight, I just had to focus on those things that did make money and that weren't making a lot and try to make them make a little more um, just to pay bills and stuff. So I apologize. We're back in full swing. Things have changed. I actually, I went back to work full time instead of trying to do all this stuff full time. So that's something I can talk about a little bit today. And then also um, talking about two new RCs that I picked up that I'm actually really loving. And, uh, yeah, one of them isn't even out yet. And, uh, so I say picked it up. I, I did pick it up in North Carolina where I went to shoot the video, uh, with the Andersons for low C, uh, the LMT mini. So I also feel like I have a little bit of a, I'm stuffed up a bit. And so I, there may be little breaks in here where I kind of hit pause on the recording to, uh, get a drink of water or whatever. And so it may, the tones may change between what I was just saying and where it picks back up of what I was saying. So don't mind it. It's just me um, trying to keep this thing going and uh, do it while I'm not like 100%. So I don't feel bad. I just, I know I can tell in my head that I'm stuffed up and it sounds a little weird. So, all right, let's get into it. Where should I start? Let's start with an RC thing because that's um, what this channel is about and that's what <laughs> the uh, podcast is about. Um, but I do apologize, you guys, for it being almost three months. Last one being in in August, I think it was. Let me see. I have the website up here. Now, we were talking about the Promoto, yes, and the Great Lakes Gauntlet. So, um, yeah, that was – and that one had been almost two months since the last one before it. June had had several. I started off the beginning of the year okay, at least once a month, usually every couple weeks. Uh, my goal here going forward is to try and jump back into it, guys, full swing. We'll see how I do about that. I'm trying to get up here in the studio more. I'm, I'm, one of my things is I'm going to be working on cleaning this like crazy so that this space is more usable up here. And I want to be up here. Um, I, I, you could notice from all the live streams, I do, I do everything now with my business because of that down in the basement. And so, you know, I get up in the morning, I got to work on that orders, responding to questions, all that kind of stuff. And that all starts over there in the house. So, and that can take me all day sometimes doing all of that, doing videos, you know, because my computer that I mainly edit on is now set up down there. So, most of the things that I do kind of switch to being over there. And a lot of that started with the website and the business. And so, I wasn't coming up here as much. And I also was wanting to change up my format a little bit 
for my videos, not just do like unboxings in front on a table in front of whatever. Like I was trying to make it a little bit more organic and less corporate feeling ish YouTubey. I don't know. Um, it got, yeah, I just, it was getting old to me. So I want to try something different. And, um, so yeah, I don't know which way I'm going to keep going, which way I like or don't like. Um, I've got all this set up, so I, you know, <laughs> I can still use it, but, um, I am looking at building a crawler course up in here too, just for doing some of the mini stuff through the winter and all of that. So, um, you won't see it cause this is an audio podcast, but you could see it on the channel as that gets going. All right, so into the RCs. Let's talk about the Razor Ray first. I'll finish with talking about the LMT. I got a lot to talk about with that from the, the shoot for Losi to um, the car itself, which is amazing, and um, kind of going with that. And uh, I think both of these kind of really dial in more of where my style has gone over the years for driving RCs and what I enjoy out of an RC. And so that's kind of what I'll talk about a little bit in this episode as well because I used to just try to air things out as big as I could and I didn't care what broke and whatever and I've changed my driving style now and I've mentioned it in videos that I'm really preferring the more scale style driving I think a lot of the RC world has gone into scale items from the crawlers being more and more scale and some you know not the comp ones but you know, they're really detailing out the trail type trucks. You've got things like USTE, um, which we, you know, dropped that video on was uh, an amazing event this year. And um, if you haven't seen that, it's basically like a little mini documentary about it. And it's a long, uh, long form video. And um, it was a lot of work this year. I've done several things that have been more work than normal for me this year. And so it's meant that my videos have been less because of it. USTE being one of them, um, some of the, the projects that I've done, like for the LMT kit, uh, the race kit that they had, the TLR tuned one, um, with the build on that and making their video for it, and that was all right before USTE, um, build on the um, the base camp, you know, it was a year where I said I wasn't going to be doing kits and builds, I only wanted ready to run stuff, and started right away with uh, a couple of kits. <laughs> I wanted time, so the reason that I said that is I wanted time to do the builds that I wanted to be doing, which were based around the uh, SCX24 and our little mini comp stuff that we do, and that's where I really want to focus my build time is in that, and I know some people think that's crazy, um, but that that build includes building the course that we have here in the house, Um, and so when I look back at this year, we've done a lot. It doesn't feel like it may be as much from the YouTube side. Uh, and some of the video side of things, but it's been a lot of things that I've been working on that have been kind of big time projects for me. And um, anyway, all of this getting into the scale stuff, you know, we built the scale mountain in our house. Um, and then the Razor Ray is one that I've been wanting for a while. It's basically like a little mini Polaris Razor, and uh, it's based on the Ray Pro platform kind of from Losi. And it's just so scale looking. Now, there's a degree that I want scale, and there's a degree that I don't, I don't want scale. Like, I really want the Baja Ray, but I also really don't want the Baja Ray. I know how limited my time is. I love the look of it. Oh, my goodness. And so I would probably baby that truck in driving in order to not have to work on it. 
uh, I, I know that I would because you have to take the body apart and all the panels and, and this kind of stuff to get in there and work on it. And that's just more work than I wanted. So what I liked about the Razor Ray was that it's super scale and it has four body posts. But you don't see them because they go downward um, from the cage that they've built and you uh, clip it from underneath. And I prefer that. Like if I could have that or some kind of clip system where it's just hidden and have the ease of just taking the whole body off and having the whole thing to just see and work on. They don't even have the uh, the receiver in a receiver box. I just love it. Like I can just access everything right there. Um, so the suspension on it is super uh, scale to what the the trucks are. It's got a big cage. It's all molded. There's so much going on with it. It leans. It's heavy up top. It just looks scale. What I loved about the original LMT, the big one, the 10th uh, scale one, is or whatever scale they call it, 8th scale, 10th scale. I don't know what they call it exactly. Um, it's been a minute since I've done like spec stuff on it. Uh, but the, the larger size LMT, the original, uh, was how scale they perform or they could perform. I mean, you can go big with them and just air them out like crazy and do all kinds of stuff with it. But you can drive at scale the way that it lumbers around with the upper part of the body and the weight because of the cage and everything just looks really, really good. The way it gets upset when you land things and comes out of things looks like what a real truck could do. So focus that all back now to the Razor Ray, and that's kind of what I'm loving about the Losi platform. And like I'm saying, the two of the, the cars that I'm really liking right now are Losi, is that they've done it in like the stuff that I like, which are go fast. You know, I like to go fast. I like to jump. Um, I don't need to go big air jumping. I like to just jump things. I love seeing them jump. I grew up racing BMX. I loved jumping my bike. We did, um, I couldn't skateboard. I tried, but we did like, you know, the aggressive inline skating with the vert ramps and all that, um, and half pipes and, you know, the skate parks like van skate park, we'd go to and, and jump and grind and do all this cool stuff. So I just love jumping and, um, you know, as I've gotten older and less fit <laughs> with age, um, and it's not because of age, but I've just, that's happened, uh, because I sit down more and do things like this and work at a computer and put in a lot of time with that side of things, editing and all of that. I'm, I'm definitely not as mobile. I'm not up and around and, you know, working on my feet all the time. So, and, uh, lifting heavy objects or whatever. So with that, I also, um, well, now I'm I'm uh, leading worship for a church. Like that's the full time job that I got, and um, so I play guitar, and so I can't hurt myself. So I have to be careful on like what I do if I'm going mountain biking with people. I, I can't maybe do some of the more aggressive lines because if I injure myself, I can't work uh, in that way. So, and that's anybody, I guess, tr technically, you know. If, um, but mine's in front of people, and it's very. <laughs> It's very, uh, it'll be very weird in the way that things would keep going if I did get hurt. So, um, I have to be careful not pulling muscles, whatever that, you know, don't make my arm all jelloey, either of them. So, and that's what kind of happened in the first place too, was when I was in, um, in high school, college, I kind of got out of, um, BMX cause I broke my collarbone, couldn't play guitar in the bands that I was playing in. Um, a lot of things I couldn't do. And so I had to scale back on some of that stuff. And, um, yeah, anyway, life just changes the way things are. And 
so getting back to this now, I like jumping RCs and the Razor Ray. This is this is podcast kind of format, guys. I'm going to kind of go off topic as things come up in my brain as I'm talking about things. So coming back now to the Razor Ray, and that's why it's like behind the scenes-ish. What I absolutely love about it is how scale it is. And so we've decided to use sand, or I've decided to use sand for our little course on the side of the house instead of dirt uh, because the dirt was just growing weeds and grass so fast that I just couldn't keep up with it. I can't put anything on it. I don't want to spray anything on it because it's above our well system. And it's just, yeah, I don't want to put any chemicals on it to keep grass from growing or do any of that. And so sand just kind of makes sense for that. And I know there's some kind of other remedies you can do. And I, and that's a lot of times what I use anyway is like vinegar and different things mixed together to make a concoction that's supposed to be okay, you know, environmentally okay, and also hopefully not give you cancer like some of the other products. But the sand just, you know, the weeds pull out easy. They don't typically grow in it as easily or fast. And so the times that I do get out there to run are usually enough to kind of keep it at bay at, in most of the course. So it's it's definitely easier for that. The razor ray in, in the sand is amazing. I can tell I would not like it if I had to drive on cement. So if you only drive on cement or high traction things, even grass is pretty high traction. It's very high traction. Uh, it's going to roll over a lot. And so you have to really let off for the corners. Now, in some ways it's realistic, you know, but we a lot of times don't drive them super realistic and we just want to do everything fast and go crazy. So, or we want it to just, you know, whip and break free on grass, which it shouldn't really do in that scale just because you know you could maybe do it with a real truck but you know <laughs> the grass is so much taller and has more bite for these little cars that it's harder to to make it kind of whip around on it if it's dry and and tacky so i can understand that people may not like it for that for where i'm going to be driving it i absolutely love it um 2s you know not going super crazy 2s or 3s you know, I don't need it to go, you know, I think it can go like on 3S, it can do about 45 miles an hour. More than enough. I know some people are like, how fast does it go? Oh, it only goes 45. 45 is stinking fast for scale driving of one of these. Um, it It's quick. I don't even try to get it up to that kind of speed. Again, I'm just looking to, to whip it around, hit a few jumps, watch it, you know, throw sand and roost and... Uh, keep it kind of scale and make some fun videos with it. So that's my goal for it. And I'm super excited about it and running it and um, making some content with it. So you'll be seeing that more on the channel. I feel like they nailed it. It's not for everybody, but for the people that it is for, they nailed it. Um, and if people have a razor, that's just another kind of audience or, or potential person getting into RC because like, whoa, this is like my full size and I want to get it and, and, you know, then they get into RC and whatever, you know. So it's kind of a cool entry point. That's always the way things are. That's why Jeeps are so popular um, in the uh, crawler world is because that's a new market is Jeep owners. <laughs> so they can try to, to get them in the door into RC with something that they have, but in a smaller scale and want to scale it out to look like their particular vehicle. So, um. Yeah, really excited about driving it more. I've only had it out twice, and I actually have a battery charging right now uh, here in the room, and it's a 3S Spectrum Pack. 
to stick in that that razor ray here. We have some decent weather for Michigan for sure for mid November. It's like sixty degrees and sunny. You can bet I'm going to be out there running some RCs this afternoon. Um, so after I record this, this is during my lunch break ish. Now I'll work for a little bit more. Then I'll take off some time, and that's the nice thing. So where I work, I uh, they don't have a building yet, so I work from home, and um, it's a bit flexible. So uh, I'll. I'll take off for probably an hour to do RC. And then I've got, you know, the other thing is that I work with a lot of volunteers and they work during the day. So I end up usually working in the evening as well um, to reach out and contact people and all that. So it works. Um, and then I work weekends. So it's going to make it tough for events, but we did work it in my schedule that I, I do get off um, up to like four weekends off uh, to be able to go to events or do whatever I want. But I mean, that's that's my main day of working is, is Saturday Sunday so um it's not much that I can I can do about missing um all the time for stuff so I got to choose the events that I want to go to and uh I think that's fair and actually four events in a year is pretty good that's one a quarter and um you know local ones I can go to and be in and out of and you know cut out in order to get back and and do setup and all that on a Saturday or whatever so I'm not too worried about like like the gauntlet I can do just without even taking the weekend off so that's not even one I have to worry about for the four weekends off um same with uh Horizon RC Fest I can run down for that and be back so there's still some that I can do and still you know kind of do what I need to get done um for the weekend so um what else oh okay so let's move on to that kind of covers a little bit of the the ray which is one of the things we want to talk about talks a little bit about the the job and um so that's what i'm doing now uh so i still am busy you know i get orders in and i work on those in the evening or on my lunch break today i'm not because i'm choosing to do the podcast and so um on my lunch break so that those will go out, you know, and it says on my website, they're not going to, you know, they're not guaranteed to go right out. It's not my primary job. I still am very much a try and get it packaged and out the same day or the next day. Um, and so, in fact, somebody just messaged me to say, holy cow, dude, that was so fast. Four days to he's in the UK. And um, so, yeah, that's what, you know, his order to what to him. And, um, so that's pretty cool how quickly some of the stuff gets out. And I try my best to do that still. Um, even though I'm not an Amazon or whatever, my goal is to get you guys the products when you order them. And, um, I'll just say that the, uh, the pine trees have been doing super well. Again, most of the stuff that I use, um, or I have in my store is stuff that I use myself. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I don't use that's on there. I use, I use it all actually. So anything that's on there is, is stuff that I use, um, except for the send, uh, servo mount because I don't really drive that truck a lot. And I mean, I, I, I actively have it on mine. Um, I took off the other ones to do testing with it and it's still on there and I still am running the smaller, thinner one and I haven't broke it. Um, but yeah. And then whenever there's problems, I just tell people to reach out to me, but I run my servos all of them, um, honey badgers, mighty eagles, mighty chihuahuas. I run the CVDs. I run the the metal drive shafts. Um, what else do I run? Uh, pine trees on everything. I run the brass wheels. Um, 
overdrives I run, the shocks I run. Uh, typically, I don't I don't always run those exact ones because of colors, maybe color combos. And I've just decided those ones I bought to do monster trucks with, and that's what was available at the time. And um, and which we'll talk about because that's how all of this started was the idea of mini monster trucks, which is I'm so excited about this low C. I'm just gonna get out there. But my whole store started from trying to bring mini monster trucks to make them a little bit more popular or make them into something. There was a few people doing it. I'd been trying. Kevin Talbot did kind of a a hot glue together version with the the um the Hot Wheels or Spin Master toys, which was super cool. Um, and other people have like slapped in better motors and stuff into some of the other ones that were RCs. Uh, but we were, you know, taking the and then um, who was it? Full Throttle RC? I think his his channel. Let me see. He did the first, I thought, really good one. And he offered a chassis. I'm trying to see here. That wasn't it. He does drag racing. Why am I blanking on his name? It was Full Throttle RC. It was just all one word. Full throttle RC. So he did the first micro RC monster truck that I thought was super, super good. And he put up his chassis design files on um, the place where you can sell them for, you know, a few bucks. And I bought that. And I didn't have a 3D printer, but I still bought it. I wanted to support him because I thought it was cool. We were trying to make them off of, uh, what were we trying to make them off of? Just uh, SMT10s. Then ECB 3D printing came out with chassis. So I bought one of those. Um, then Mofo RC came out with chassis, bought that, and then started doing all these builds for them and trying to get, you know, the shocks was always tough because they were sold out. The double barrels weren't super popular. Like the whole mini thing in general has just blown up. Um, at that time, the really the only double barrel shocks you could get were from Hot Racing, and they were always sold out. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of options. It's basically Hot Racing was your options parts, um, and then, uh, Mofo started doing some stuff. I started just doing very basic stuff, mainly to do the monster trucks. I started stocking the motors that we were using the, uh, because nobody had them in stock here in the U S and it was kind of a pain to get them. So I ordered like bulk in them and, and offered them on my store along with the shocks and a few other things. Um, the crush cars, uh, and, uh, little jumps out of Lexan. Like that was it. And then I did diff covers uh, just if people wanted to rep and I did brass cause I still liked the brass for the monster truck, that little bit of weight down low. Um, so I did brass diff covers with the logo on it in case people wanted to do it. That was it. That was the reason I did it was to be able to logo it. And I thought it was cool. And then from that, everything kind of grew. We got into the mini crawlers here when we moved to Michigan. Um, and that market started taking off. I remember the first comp I went to, uh, was with, the. I just installed FureTech was working with, oh, they weren't working with me, but I'd seen the build off that Scale Builders Guild and Harley Designs did. And I saw they had run the, um, the FureTech systems, the, the Komodo. And so I ordered one of those from A Main. And that, I mean, it, everything from there. And, um, you know, the upgrades, I look back at the first ones, the videos that I did were all the wrong upgrades for what we do with them now. Uh, it was just to make it more capable, but not really comp ready. 
because of gates and you know widths and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, all that to say, it all started with the mini monster trucks, uh, and that's where my store was born out of. Is trying to do that. Um, I we were using AMT model tires, so I was buying up the model kits like crazy, and then those sold out once all of the mini guys started buying them to use them for the mini monster trucks. Those sold out. Mofo came out with tires, uh, wheels and tires. And then uh, Enjora came into the market hot and fast. And then um, J Concepts released their tires and wheel sets. Anyway, it's been this kind of building and growing thing. Then uh, FMS came out with the Smasher, which is a cool truck um, and very easy to work on. I don't... I didn't love that it had portal axles, I'll be honest. I was still trying to make, and we were making the SCX-24s work with the worm gears. They rolled out a little better if you did the um, the the faster worm gears. Uh, they just, <laughs> they, they rolled out for some reason. And so that helped fix some of that issue with running the, it was all throttle control with the originals. Because if you let go, it would just, you know, want to flip forward. So Doing the overdrive gears helped with the rollout and different things. And so I have some that are actually uh, CP3, um, Pawkin the third made uh, made one for me that I paid him to make for me. And his drive's amazing uh, for an SCX24 based one. And he, you know, 3D printed tires, wheels, everything was 3D printed for that cage, whatever. Um, and fantastic build. So we've been running them. Ryan Anderson's been running them. We've been going crazy with them. Uh, we had a little battle at his house last time when we were there. Uh, what were we shooting? Oh, the mud truck videos. And so we were running the, the mini monsters and having little races in the house with them. And then, uh, yeah, we're always talking about them, you know, texting each other with things that we were coming up with. When Pawkin came out with his, that's Ryan Anderson messaged me. And then I started messaging um, CP3 and... Yeah, ended up ordering one from them, and yeah, it's just, there's a lot going on there with the mini monster trucks. It's been one of those things that's just like, I wanted to see it come to market so bad. And FMS, I think, did a good job with it. We were working with FureTech then, so FureTech started reaching out to me, and they started making like roller kits um, ish, but they didn't have the wheels and tires, just like a chassis, uh, axles. And then they were, which they were using like the element style axles, element RC. And I think it's RGT is the other, is the like non us version of the same truck. But anyway, but their axles were narrower and they also had these like little, um, the knuckle part or the end of the axle screwed on and they would pop off. If you hit things, they wouldn't stay on. So we'd start gluing those on. It wasn't like perfect, but it was like you could get something out of the, you know, because we were spending five, six hundred bucks to make these like mini SCX24 ones. It, it got expensive. And that's like the build cost. And that's not even including all the things you bought and tried and didn't work. <laughs> so fast forward. So FMS. And so I started carrying those and um, they made a special version for me in blue so we could do the son of a digger with it. Uh, and I made Ryan Anderson. I got the vacuum former. So I made him a, a son of a digger body, and he had Bari finish it out for him. Um, he made a Jim Kohler and Avenger, so I sent him a body for that to do an Avenger. 
Uh, I wasn't selling the bodies like on the store or anything just because of license. I didn't want to get into licensing stuff, but making them for myself and friends basically. And, um, you know, basically the cost of, of the parts in the shipping is what I was doing for people. And, um, so yeah, the, uh, what was it? So yeah, we did the Avenger for him. And Bari wrapped that. I did a zombie for Bari. And, um, yeah. I mean, it was, it's was it been super fun. I did a Taz one for myself and did a video painting it up. Anyway, the mini monster trucks were a big thing. And at one of the No Limit World Finals, when I was first getting into to making them, um, Losi was there. And Chris Higa was there. Brian Nunez. Greg Sopa. People from Horizon. And they were there for the event as a sponsor of it. And, you know, the LMTs were out and they're big. And so there's, you know, they were one of the classes that was new was an LMT class. And, uh, we, I was there and I helped them shot their, um, uh, basically they're, they're behind the scenes, uh, or behind their performance, or I can't think of the name. Uh, And I, I'm trying to look it up, but yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but they have these like behind the innovation. I think that's what it is. And so it kind of talks about the making and the process of making these RCs and trying to make them real. And so I interview, I didn't interview them, but I, I filmed the interviews of um, Chris and Brian and Greg and that for the video, as well as the Andersons to talk about it. And then I went to Bari's house when I was in Florida and filmed him for it. Um, so it was, uh, it was cool. And while they were there, I gave Chris Higa one of the minis. And I think I sent him home with some of the tires and all that. So that, you know, I was like, you guys need to design a mini one of these. And they may have already been in the works. I don't even know, but I've, I felt like I needed to at least say this could be the next cool thing. I know they know that. I, and I know that it means costs are lower and different things, but there was quite a few people that were starting to get into it. Um, it was still very grassroots, but I felt like it could blow up if they could get the price point right on it. Um, and you know, I know I knew kind of how the minis were going and, and, and the sales on those like the SCX 24s. And anyway, I, I, I don't know the industry enough, but I kind of felt like it could be a big deal. And I don't know if he remembers that or any of it, but I sent him off with a few things <laughs> and, uh, but I'm glad that they didn't go the route of just upgrading their uh, SCX24 into a monster truck. They went with the LMT, which is a much better platform than the SMT was or the SCX24 would be for a monster truck. Uh, the And they went even, I think, more scale than I probably even would have imagined when they went into it. You know, scaling things down, I thought they just... Um, make it all plastic and simplify it and whatever. But they went with the same, you know, metal chassis plates with the cage under the body. The body still mounts the same way that it screws in. And you don't see any, you know, you see a couple little, the basically washers for the screws that hold the body onto the, the chassis. But I mean, even in, in real monster trucks, there's some of that anyway. And, it it looks really really good. Like so, they nailed it on the look. The scale is right. Um, I did the math on it. 
They say monster trucks are 12 and a half feet wide, which is 150 inches, which divided by 18 to make an 18 scale would be uh, about eight and a third inches. And they have these, I don't know what they list it as for width on their specs here, but I measured it and it's hard to see around because they stick out a little bit. The tires do on the sides. I, I put it at about eight and a quarter inches. So it's, it's about just a little over eight inches wide, in my opinion, looking at it. And so I feel like they nailed it as far as the scale goes for that. Um, I'm trying to see here. I'm, I'm looking at their website right now to see if it, it gives that, but I'm not seeing those specs on it uh, on the low C site. Not quickly that I can pull up uh, as I'm scrolling through it here for like widths and stuff. Usually they have a rundown sheet of all of that. And oh, here I have to hit product specs. They are saying that it is a wheelbase of 173, so 6.8 inches wheelbase. Wheelbase isn't what I need to measure it from. Uh, product length is about 11 inches, and that is also another 10.9 inches, which the monster truck, the way that the scale worked on that for their length that they give, worked out to 11 inches. Um, so height is 6.9 inches. Where's the width? Oh, yeah, 8.1 inches. So I was close. I was saying 8.1 uh, well, I was saying 8.24 or 2.5. That'd be a quarter. So they're close. It says 8.1 inches. So a little over 8 inches width. So my measuring was pretty decent-ish. <laughs> so it's scale because that's the one thing people are like, oh, that doesn't look 18 scale or it looks way too big for for that. And it's not. And it, actually, if you put it next to like the, um, the UTB18 Capra, it's much smaller than that. It is bigger, yes, than the um, the FMS Smasher, which you know is considered twenty four scale anyway. Um, it's bigger than the SCX twenty four because that's twenty four scale. But the body of say a TRX four M or like the LC eighty by uh, FMS, which they are calling their FCX eighteen, is. Um, 18 scale so it matches up really good with those as far as body size and uh, it's still drivable in the house I would turn it down because it's a brush system but it's fast it's quick and so in a small space it feels really fast outside if you're just running it in a big open parking lot it may feel like oh it topped out quick but if you're running in a small space like it's it's quick from edge to edge from wall to wall um, where you're not just seeing it running at that full speed for what you're seeing is the zero to, to the other wall and that's quick. And so it just feels different as far as speed. It can backflip. It can do wheelies, all that out of the box on a brush motor. The nice thing about the brush motor and people are saying like, Oh, it's too expensive for a brush system in a truck. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's half the price of the bigger one. And I don't think that you can just say, oh, it's smaller, it's less money. So a little bit less than plastic, how much does plastic cost? Not a ton, right? Um, so you're not really saving because you made it smaller in size. It's usually because you, you remove stuff as far as, um, you know, you can run some plastic diffs or you can run, you know, other things. When they shrink cars down and make them small or whatever, they take away some of the things that make it more expensive. They could have done without the cage. It could have made it so it's easier for people to assemble in factories. So that's the other thing is like just assembling these 
there's a lot that goes into it from the axles, <laughs> solid axles, all of that. So it's running, um, yeah, diffs in it, metal diffs. It, it's still running the sideways cush drive system, metal geared. Um, so all the same things just scaled down, but just in cost of metals and materials, it's. I don't feel like it's that big of a difference. It's not hundreds of dollars difference in material costs. Um, a lot of times where they cut that cost is in other things. And in, in electronics is one of the big ones. And so that's where a lot of the savings, I think, comes for this one. But there's still all the, the assembly processes of these, you know, it's running really awesome scale tires on it and wheel sets. They look good. Uh, light kits are installed and working. Um, again, the dual, it's got the cage inside the body. The body's got to be, the cage is assembled. The body's screwed to it. You know, it's licensed. Uh, you know, I, there's just a lot like, so I actually think it's very fair, especially being somebody who is spending $500 to make some that aren't this capable and aren't this strong and aren't this amazing. I'm like loving the price and for what you can do with it. These are, you, these are raceable. If you watch Ryan Anderson's video. So, um, I, well, let's, t I guess we could talk about the shoot then if we're going to talk about that. But if you watch Ryan Anderson's video, they do like the first little bracket racing with these, I think, that's been done. Uh, unless Losi was doing it at their headquarters. But they they ran through like a bracket to find out a winner um, with their family. So uh, we had, you know, Adam and Weston and Ryan and then the kids um, racing. So I guess it was like six. I think there were six people. And so we did brackets on that and then down to the winner. And then they did a freestyle competition. But you can see you could do a whole comp with these and you don't need a huge space. I think about some of the events that are indoors and in smaller spaces. These are going to be perfect for that. To have a class for these is perfect where the tent scale almost feels too big and you're just barely getting them up to speed or, you know, it's just quick little bursts. These you could actually run, you know, decent races with indoors. So it's going to open up for hobby shops. The cost of getting into to doing racing, if you just run spec classes with them, um, and you can, they sell different pinions for these, which will make them go faster or slower. But if you said run this motor, um, it could be super fun if you had to keep the motor and all, you know, most of it the same change, maybe your bodies and whatnot, get rid of the cage if you want, um, to lighten it up and you know, whatever, but it could be really, really, really fun. So they were having a blast racing them. We were doing it on dirt. It was super fun. You can watch that video. It's a long 30 minute video. It starts with us shooting the video at the Anderson um, Diggers Dungeon and uh, the new Rust and Peace Museum that Dennis put together um, that kind of goes through the history of Gravedigger and, and, like, his journey and all that through it. And then um, so we raced him around in there uh, for the video, and then we raced him at Adam's house. And uh, we did straight line racing at the museum, and then we did the uh, the dirt racing at... And I didn't even show the straight line racing, really, I don't think, in the video for Losi. I think we just kind of ran them around the shop and then built the course. And then we freestyled them through the shop, jumping through the BKT tires and stuff, which was super fun. And then uh, it took about 20 tries, I think, to nail it. Like, he was getting it in there right away. Like, I think the first one missed pretty bad. But then he got the jump in the right spot. And then it was just like, You'd hit a wheel. It was. It just wasn't clean. We were looking for a clean, 
clean entry into the wheel. Uh, but one of them hit and then actually put it, and then he started doing like going around the rim on the inside, like the bucket challenges over and over. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, that's just cause it hit and went in sideways and then just drove it around. Um, but yeah, we got the clean in and out of that jumped in and then jumped out of it. And then with the backflip on the other side, yeah, just a bunch of cool stuff that we shot for and then went to Adams and that's where he did the racing. And then, uh, also just racing for the video, but then they did racing for, uh, the vlog. So I shot a vlog with Ryan, um, uh, during the process of doing the Losi video, also shot that so he could edit that for his channel. So it uh, it's really fun when you see them in action and doing the racing and all that. And so the video is like 30 minutes long because I just put in all the racing at the end, all the racing, all the freestyle. And we, you know, we did it till dark. Like, it got dark. Um, and so, yeah, good time. But... um. What was I, where was I going with that? So, yeah, so the, the, the way that they handle is amazing. And they can be ready to race just, boom, just a small spot. We had a small square. I'm already thinking of we were running the FMS Smashers during the Great Lakes Gauntlet at uh, Walter RC Park, and they've got this little square that they have for monster trucks. We could race them in that little square of dirt that they've got there for doing just freestyle and whatnot with the, the bigger LMTs. If we just move some of their wood jumps out, and then just put in little plastic ones and put in um, barriers, we could totally race them in there, you know, set up a little, put little pieces of one-by-one one down as kind of to shape the course. Totally, totally raceable and uh, could be super-duper fun. And we could just make little jumps too out of, you don't even need much, like a one-by-four, and then just put it on, I don't even know, you don't even hardly need to angle it up just to get the little jump and lift. And so you could make a – the one thing is, you know, even though they're small, you still want the jump to be kind of wide because when you're going through it at speed, you want to be able to hit them. So you'd probably want to be three feet wide-ish just to have the ability to hit them. Um, I guess you could do two, and it just means you got to slow down to make sure you get wheels on, just like the real trucks. But, um, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are kind of endless for it. We did freestyle with it. You can um, – like they were doing like tombstone style moves, and then there was uh, moonwalks. Uh, it is open diffs, so the one thing that's kind of a bummer is the way the diffs are open. It's not in a sealed case where you could lock them up or thicken up fluid. Really, they're just kind of in there with grease on in the axle. So, but they had to do that for size. I get it, and um. And they, they left it open for racing, and they, they locked the center to help with freestyle. But you can still feel that you get more traction to one or the other in the way that it comes off and trying to moonwalk. Um, makes it a little more difficult not having it as thick. And so I'm just wondering about putting some red and tacky or something, just filling it in there and trying to thicken it up a little bit. I don't know. Um, it's stuff we have to look into. I'm hoping they come out with a locker for them. Um. So if people just want to freestyle them, they have that option. But, I mean, overall, solid build. The tires are great for it, for little-scale BKT tires. The axles look great. They they made those so they're not as many pieces. Like, it was like a four-piece thing before for the main part of the axle. Now it's two pieces. Um, and then you still got your end caps that go on the axles. Uh, but they nailed that. It still has sway bars on it. It has um, 
the shocks on axle, oil-filled shocks, again, the metal chassis, um, and the lights working. It's got the Spectrum system in it that works pretty good. The motors are cheap. If you need to replace them, they're like 15 bucks. Um, I know people are already talking about going brushless with them. I would just say unless you can get a um, a censored brushless or something that's smooth, and I don't think that the benefit is there uh, because the extra speed already, they kind of want to twist a little bit if you're really getting up on speed because that torque in such a small frame is just magnified. So I think that you'll find that it'll get harder and harder to control, but you know, people want speed and they're always going to push for speed and they, you know, so I get it for the way that I want to drive it. The stock system is plenty for me right now. Um, so it has the ability to put it to forward reverse immediate um, on the ESC and things like that. So it's a fun truck. We were we were having a blast freestyling it, racing it, and um, you know the Andersons put on a good show with them, and they took it to driving them right away, and they took a beating. Uh, race was really really beating on his pretty hard with the tricks he was doing, and landed down on the nose a lot. So I'd say that the nose is a lot stronger on the son of a digger than on the LMT as far as it breaking apart. He did end up breaking out one of the lights, but it wasn't the actual main plastic part that broke out. It, it kind of just broke the Lexan there. And that was from like a direct smash into something. So um, I think it was into Weston's truck uh, while he was driving, just smashed into it really hard. So, but yeah, I mean, man, it is something I've been waiting for, and, like, I couldn't have expected it to even be this great. Like, I, I expected it to lose some because of the smaller form factor, but it doesn't really lose a lot as far as performance for me. I don't I don't feel. Um, other than the one axle thing I talked about with the diffs, and uh, but it still makes it great for racing, so if that's what you're going to do with them, you can still freestyle them. You can still do flips with them. You can still do that. You could, we were moonwalking them. You can still do that. Um, you can pop it up. They've got the nose still stuck out far enough that it'll rest on it and let you kind of get into a trick that way, do wheelies. Um, so yeah, on so many fronts, nailed it. You know, upper nineties as far as a really like out of out of if you're doing five out of fives, it would be like a four seven five for me or, or five if I'm not allowed to do that. Um, if we're doing percentages, I'd be like ninety. 7% like 95 whatever it's it's so the one thing is the diff and again I, I see how it's not feasible but it high marks high 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 marks for me the bodies look fantastic the scale looks really good they look super proportional with the wheels tires all of that just nailed it nailed it nailed it nailed it so good job Losi on this I'm loving the scale world of driving these vehicles um from the razor ray to this. And I really would like to get, I do really want to get a super, um, not a super, but a Baja ray. I don't want the big one. I want the Baja ray size. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's on my wish list. I'm, I'm worried about having to work on it. Cause I know time for me is definitely an issue, uh, with things. I've still got projects down in the bait in the not in the basement but in the in the garage right now that I need to get to now that summer's away you guys know that I said even in the last ones some of them were about other hobbies getting in like we've been doing a lot of disc golf because that's what my kids have been into because their friends are all into it 
So we got into disc golf this summer, hot and heavy, disc golfing all the time. Um, fishing, that's still a big thing we do. Um, so especially in the main summer, midsummer and um, into fall, early fall, uh, we put our boat away like October 17th. So things have freed up a little since then. But I've been working on the low C video. You know, we went and shot it early October, like 6th or something or 3rd, somewhere in there, very beginning of October. Um, working on editing that, working on editing Ryan's video for his vlog, trying to get my stuff ready for the release of them as well. Uh, and so it's a lot of stuff that I was working on that looked like I wasn't doing RC stuff, but I was, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't talk about it or share it. And so that's the hard thing with some of those releases. You try to do other stuff that you can be showing at the same time. Um, and then the red cat ascent came out. That thing's been amazing. Uh, the new axial SCX 24 power wagon came out. The J concepts and megalithics came out. The FCX 18 came out, the LC 80. So there's been, you know, quite a few new little things that I've been working on. Uh, right before that was like the FuroTech fury came out and it's been busy. The sal, uh, the Ren, uh, Ren, the Sen rally, um, still love that thing. Need to work on it. Um, the Promoto. So looking back at the year, and then we we hit a bunch of events, and I was running the comps for the events, like um, the 24 scale. We were calling them Carnival Comps for like Axial Fest. And then we did um, Horizon RC Fest with them. So we've been going full steam this year, and there's been a lot. The AX24 came out. Um, the four wheel steer, uh, radio from FuroTech came out for that kind of stuff, which was amazing. And they've done a bunch of new releases on things. Um, yeah, there's, I'm just kind of looking back at the year and seeing the built, we built the 24 scale course, like February, March of this year. Um, FMS smasher. I'm just kind of looking through some of these grudge match crawl, the low CLMT unboxing we did of the uh, tuned one, the TLR tune, um, bunch of stuff with USTE. The Kyosho Bel Air was winter, but yeah, January starting in January we started building the mini indoor crawler course and all that. So start of the year, man, and all of that was a lot going on. Um, Hobby Plus came out with their uh, CR18P T Hunter. Um, TRX 4M was kind of hot and heavy there for me at the beginning before all the, that stuff went down. That was kind of a big turning point in my year um, was when all the stuff went down with Traxxas. And um, it, it honestly, it zapped a lot of my desire to do RC. <laughs> it zapped it for a good bit. Like, I was I was doing stuff for the summer, but I was really not about it. Like, you know, we were hitting events and we were doing some of that. I liked the events. I liked hanging out with people um, and doing the mini comps. But anything else, really, for the uh, – I, I was just kind of over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things I hate. It's sucking the window out of me even right now just thinking about how it all happened and went down and um yeah i mean i was on such a high for the trx4m and so much of it and uh, you know 
we kept them, but I, I have no desire to do anything with them. Um, but it, it did it for a lot of RC for me. I just was like, because so much came out of it, you know, between people and things and, you know, the message that I was getting from people and it's just like, you know, wow, there's, I've always said how great the RC community is. Um, but I also saw how bad the RC community was, some of the people in it. So, um, yeah, it really, it sucked a lot of my enjoyment and my desire to do stuff like, cause really YouTube, a lot of this is, um, really doing stuff to, to help people and to show people the hobby and, and do a lot of stuff. There's not a big return on it at all. Um, and so like the want to keep making stuff for other people that didn't appreciate it or were just downright mean, <laughs> uh, got sucked out the window. Um, so I, I had no desire to really be making stuff for people. I was doing just enough to keep it, keep it going and hoping that I kind of would come back to it. And honestly, I don't know that I, I have fully yet. And that's partly why I started looking for work outside of it. Like RC became such work. And again, like I was saying, um, I don't know if I said at the beginning of this, I start, started and stopped the intro of this a couple of times. Um, the first minute and a half in, um, because of my head getting all stuffed up. So I don't know if it made it or not at the beginning, but, um, it, you know, I took it on the full-time job because things were just not working, um, with the store and with YouTube and, and all that, like, you know, the money that it was making was going, went way down and it didn't need to make a ton because my wife had, um, has a really good job. And so, uh, you know, mine was kind of supplemental stuff. It kind of helped pay for some of the things that we have and do, um, you know, so there's certain things that are getting pulled from, you know, the little bit that I was making and it just wasn't making enough to cover those things that were, uh, coming out. So it, you know, got scary for me there several times. And so I was like, man, I'm going back to work. One, I'm not loving this anymore. Like, it's become work and it's not fun. Um, well, that's not true. It's still like for the work side of it, it's it's a fun job to do, right? So you're playing with RCs or whatever, but there's a lot of work that goes in. It's editing. It's not as much driving RCs as people would think. But um, but the doing RCs, I was never just doing it for the fun of it. I was only doing it for the work of it to get something out and whatever. And it was still enjoyable to do, but it wasn't just like the fun that I had until the promoto came out. That was the first thing where I was just like kid in a candy store. Oh my gosh, this is fun again. Like that, that took it to a whole new level for me um, on the fun side. And so that wasn't too. So, you know, all that stuff went down, what April somewhere in there early on May. March, April, I don't even remember now. Um, I guess I can look here. If the videos are still up, they might not be. Um, but, 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 it was a live stream, I remember that. I think it's like the beginning of April. Yeah. 
Yeah, so April 5th, 4th, whatever, end, end of March, early April. And uh, and then when the um, the low C came out, and that would have been, they talked about it in June. I think they started shipping in July-ish. I saw them at Badlands, and that's when they went on order. And I don't remember when it came out exactly. I just remember in the summer there, I ended up buying a bunch of dirt and other stuff. Like it got me back to the point where like, all right, let's, let's get back into doing this. This is fun. I love, I mean, I watch motocross all the time. Um, so I was all about it <laughs> and, uh, you know, started doing those videos and all that. And just was super, super stoked about that one RC. And I think I even said it in the videos, like this is the most hat fun I've had with RC since I got my, um, my first RC 13 years ago, whatever, or 10 years ago, 2013, I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, let me see. I think first RC, um, Yeah, April 5th, 2013. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So a video I talked about that tracks us on, and if I was done with them, was like April 5th of <laughs> 2023. So like 10 years later from me getting my first RC, which was a Traxxas, <laughs> I was like, I'm done with these guys. Um, yeah. So that's funny. That's like 10 years, almost spot on. So, uh, yeah, it's now that I'm, I'm doing other work as my daily, the RC stuff for me is kind of a break again. It's not like the all the time. So it was getting to the point where it's like, I used to do evenings. Like I'd work all day. So I'd work full time. And then lunch breaks, I'd go out and I'd run RCs very much like that movie. Right. Um, and I won't, I won't say the name of it, but the RC movies, I will flying cars, uh, where he'd go out on lunch and come back all sweaty and whatever to the office after running RC cars. And then I'd edit during the night or I'd work on them during the night and in, in, late into the night, but it was not my work. So it was like, that was just fun stuff for me. Well, when you're doing it all day and you're responding to questions, you're doing all this stuff and you're still not doing the build necessarily or whatever. And then it comes to evening. It's like now I should be doing the editing and the whatever. There's you don't have the same drive because you've been doing it all day. It's not. It's not like the bone. It's not like your fun time of doing it. It's like ah, I got more of that to do this evening. And so you're doing like twelve hours of it a day, thirteen, fourteen hours of it a day. And at least for me, like so, some of you, some people, like other YouTubers, may be able to do it and just still love it and put in the sixteen hour days and just. You know, every moment of it's fun. For me, it just became work. And so when it came to the evenings or doing stuff with the kids, like I didn't want it to be RC. I didn't want to, you know, I was done with the RC until <laughs> the morning again or whatever. Um, but that's not true because I would still end up, certain nights end up downstairs editing or whatever um, after they go to bed or on live streams. There was a time here in 2022, 23, late night, every night on live streams, chatting with people, working on cars while we did it. 
Um, but that again was more around the community of it. So that, that was fun. But you know, I think a lot of people got burned out on how much and how, you know, and then getting up and going to work. And then, so yeah, things come and go and things change or whatever. And as it changes, then things go different directions and we end up where I was, you know, and, um, also with the big blow up thing that happened on top of it, it just kind of got to the point. And, and then, you know, I'm needing to make more money than it was making after that. Like, so there was like this initial, like people were supporting me, um, like over and above after everything went down. But then everything dried up. And I think it does in general for RC in the summer. And so it just became slow. And I was, you know, I was working hard. And it was just, you know, you realize at that point you realize how many hours you work for how little it makes. Um, or for me, how little it was making. Not everybody. Like some channels make more. And it was just like, I need to go back to work like this. If I'm going to work 60 hours a week, I need to be making a lot more than this. I shouldn't be worrying with how hard I work. I shouldn't be worrying at the end of the month. If you know what things are not going to, are going to bounce back to me, you know? So, um, you know, truck payments and things. So yeah, it was, uh, it got, it got dicey there for a minute. And then, um, you know, the, the job I had all just kind of, it just happened. Um, I, I was filling in as a volunteer and then it came to the point where I was loving doing it and, you know, they were liking what I was doing. And so it just kind of, it was very organic in the way that it happened. And so I'm loving what I'm doing for work right now and loving now getting back into the RC as kind of side stuff and for the fun of it and for the fun of making videos, um, so I see it just going forward from here. Uh, I, I feel like it needed some kind of to, to die a little bit in order to kind of be reborn. And I think that that's kind of the stage it's in right now. And so I'm trying to bring, bring it all back and, and do it in a way that's fun for me and hopefully fun for you guys. So, um, cause I, I could feel like maybe my stuff was even getting stale. Uh, and I know that it's, you know, you want to think it's because people just, whatever, they don't appreciate it or, you know, this is good stuff. It's just not being seen. It's the algorithms, blah, 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 you know. And I don't think so, you know. Um, YouTube isn't doing algorithms for the creators. They're doing algorithms for the viewers. And if the viewers' tendencies aren't making it want to pull stuff to that viewer that you're making, then it's maybe that way you're making isn't what they're wanting to see. And so... I think there's a little bit of that that's that was going on with me. I think because of my attitude toward it, um, it may or may not may not have been directly noticeable, but I think that it was definitely an indirect um, happening in in the way that my videos were coming across and being made and, and a lot of things. Um, so I, I blame myself for that and for kind of where my headspace was in some of it as well. And you just don't see it when you're there and, and you're going through it maybe. Uh, I know I did. I, I knew that like when they weren't hitting, it was partly because I wasn't I wasn't hitting and I knew I wasn't because I was just doing it because I had to at that point. Like I had to keep it going. Um, so, 
yeah, I don't know. I hope a little bit of transparency here on this one, as well as talking about some of the new RCs that I'm really digging. My battery is done charging, by the way, for anybody keeping track. So I will be heading down to <laughs> run my Razor. So there should be some Instagram videos here of the Razor to follow. Uh, probably more of the Instagram stuff. I, probably, I might do enough to make a, a YouTube video. Um, but I probably just said I'm doing shorts of it, shooting it up right. Because um, I think when I do the next video of it, I really want to get my big cameras out and do um, make it a little bit more cinematic. Um, but I think right now I'm just going to run down there and run it for the fun of it and get a few little cool shots on in slow motion that I can use for a reel or whatever and show it in action. Um, let people know that I am driving RCs because, <laughs> you know, Sometimes it probably feels like I'm not. And, I, and there was times I wasn't because I was literally editing um, videos for different things. So, yeah, that's the behind-the-scenes scoop, guys. And uh, we're going to be, again, the goal is to ramp up the uh, the podcast again and get it doing what it was before at least twice a month. I would love to do it weekly. And um, this is going to be a long one. This one's over an hour. So for those of you guys that like to listen to them at work, hopefully this will uh, help kill some time for you and let you know a little bit about what's going on with me and the RC hobby. We'll catch you guys next time. Have fun RCing.